Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. Today, my guests are digital and social media consultants in the hospitality industry. What sets them apart is that they're both successful food bloggers and named Orlando's tastemakers and trendsetters. Yeah, that's right. I hang out with trendsetters. Um, please welcome the owner of Fig Digital Media, my guests, Lisa Wilk and Christina Thomas. How are you ladies doing today? Hi, we're doing great. Thanks so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Well, I appreciate it. So obviously my first question always is, what is your go-to sandwich? It's easy for me. I'm a, I'm a girl cheese girl. 100% grilled cheese. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. If I had to pick, it would be an ice cream sandwich or a s'more. The, <laughs> I'm on awesome. the dessert side. <laughs> I love them both. I love them all actually. So that's, that works out really, really well. So I wanted to talk to you guys, talk to you both because, so you both run like really successful websites. Um, Lisa, you run wine chick as well as also take taste cook Christina, you run goepicurista.com. What made you guys decide to start your pages? Oh, wow. Gosh. Uh, well, I think both of us, it stemmed from a love of food and, and, uh, and wine and things that were happening here in Orlando. And at the time that we both started blogging um, back in the old days, uh, you, if that was something that was pretty easy to kind of start up, a lot of people started on wordpress.com or blogger, or didn't even have their own, you know, hosting platforms outside of, you know, a network or an affiliate kind of situation. And then, um, as things have gotten a little more, uh, technically inclined, uh, over the last 10 years, uh, which is how long we've been doing that, um, it was really easy to kind of transition into um, being able to um, own and host our own intellectual property, which for a blogger is something that um, is certainly something that you want to be doing also for any small business. So uh, we, we both are on WordPress sites and um, that's something that we both do on our own and enjoy. Yeah, definitely the love of food and, uh, and sharing it. And like Lisa said, I mean, it's, it's uh there's so much of it and everybody has their own POV. Everybody has their own likes and, and uh, it's great to see more and more people getting into the mix and sharing their favorite places. You've done a great job sharing your favorite sandwich spots. I, you know, if you're my go-to person, every time I'm, I'm looking for a, a good sandwich around town. And I think that that's the, the, the wonderful thing about, having such a rich uh, blogging community here in Orlando is that there's there's such so many great recommendations out there if you're looking for something, whatever that may be. So the other cool thing is, is we all live in different parts of town, too. So your point of view is is sometimes what's local to you isn't local to everybody. And then we're in an unusual position where people visiting our area really want that local uh, deep dive that maybe they didn't want 15 years ago, but now they want when they come to the area. So, you know, Orlando has become such a great enclave um, city over the years. It's, it's so rich in diversity in food and ethnicity and you know, it's a, it's a great, um, big, small town. You know, and it's funny you say that, Lisa, because it's not just Orlando. Um, it's also all the surrounding areas around Orlando. So um, I, I just started doing a, a 50 things to do in Orlando this fall. And we are getting a chance to explore not just things within Orlando, but things that are a short drive um, around Orlando that people that are either visiting or living here may not know about. And, and that's been the most fun. And, and again, I mean, it's, there's just so much to do, um, whether you are visiting and I, for particularly for me at Go Epicurista, I'm focusing on a lot of the things that visitors might enjoy in the area, as well as things that locals can do as a staycation. Um, you know, so, so my love of food and travel kind of go hand in hand and, and whether you're local and you're looking to just kind of get away without getting away too far or you're visiting, um, there's just so much to do and so much to do in all of these small neighborhoods and uh, small cities and towns that are, that are nearby. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I, it's funny because I just saw something that said um, Orlando is like one of the top 10 like foodie cities and which people usually don't recognize because 
Um, obviously, they all think that we, which I understand because we're a huge tourist population. So we also have um, a large conglomeration of chains. Uh, but the amazing part is when you get outside of the I drives in the Disney areas, um, you actually can see quite a few um, or taste quite a bit of amazing places to eat, um, which is amazing to me. Um, one of the things that I find very I find very intriguing about the both of you is the fact that um, the the fact that the two of you started Fig Digital Media and you're able to combine almost everything, like almost everything from both of you. So you kind of have like that corporate marketing exec, the savvy, but at the same time, you also have like the actual industry experience of a food blogger um, and social influence. And at the same time, you're also being able to provide like the knowledge of like food and wine, um, which kind of really personalizes the whole aspect of, you know, everything when it comes to the hospitality aspect of it. What made you to decide to take that because you both had kind of like that corporate corporate um, upbringing, I guess, or a foundation foundation. What made you guys decide to say, Hey, I want to do this and we want to create our own small business and actually do this on our own. Well, um, I think one of the first things is um, when we started our what's, we were both working full-time jobs uh, as you just alluded to. So we had both, Done, done the corporate thing. And as we were going out and meeting these wonderful business owners, managers, chefs uh, around Orlando, um, we saw repeating themes. Uh, you know, when you spend a lot of time in a digital space, uh, you have people ask you questions. And these are people that just don't have the time to maybe be up on the latest. And because Christina and I and yourself you know, you're going to the conferences, you're keeping up to date on the, the latest, the greatest, the changes. You um, are aware of what the scary um, algorithm word means and how that, that impacts things on various platforms. Um, and you also understand the difference between website needs and social media needs and discovery. Um, that it really became apparent the more and more we went out, we kept getting the same questions and it didn't matter if it was a, a big, you know, multi-conglomerate international business or if it was a smaller cottage industry type business that is a mom and pop that's, you know, going out to a farmer's market. People are all looking for those same basic types of things, which is, is how, how do I do it? And, and um, can someone help? <laughs> And so Christine and I certainly spent a lot of time um, kind of doing that. And Yeah, well, and one of the things that we saw, especially, especially as we were going around town, you know, to visiting restaurants or maybe we would get invited to a, to a media event or, or things of that nature, was we, we always saw a lot, a lot of times small business owners, you know, most of these, most of these restaurants are, you know, the owner does it all. They wear all the hats. And so the one thing, you know, if, if you're not comfortable with something, whatever it is, you tend to put it off. And in most of these cases, what we saw that people were putting off was social media. You know, I don't have time for it. I don't know what to post. I don't take good pictures. Um, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond to a comment. You know, so a lot of times, again, all of those things, if you, um, you know, if, if it's not something that you use every day, then it's not something that you're comfortable in. And so most of the time, uh, what we saw was missed opportunities. And, uh, you know, we would go to events and, and we, would, we would put up these posts and then the businesses wouldn't do anything with them. And we thought, you know, you're, you're missing out. You know, here you have this person, a number of people, you have your customers that are, you know, everybody's posting about what the latest thing they ate and how good it was. So you have all of this user-generated content out there uh, that that most of these businesses were not really using to its fullest potential. So not just the questions that we were getting, but we were also seeing a, a, a lot of missed opportunities. And that's really what we wanted to, you know, go in and help with and say, hey, you know, you have a, a real opportunity here to connect um, on a, in a way that, that was not possible before social media. You have a way of connecting with your customers where it's a two-way conversation. Um, you know, you're not just putting up a radio ad or a TV ad or an ad in the paper that's a one-way street. You now have the opportunity to actually talk to your customer and, and say, hey, happy birthday or 
thank you so much for coming in or, you know, come and see us for this dish. You know, we noticed that you liked this one, come for this one. You know, there's that opportunity to, to talk um, and, uh, and create that loyalty. You know, most of the time businesses want to create loyalty. And this is a great opportunity to create loyalty is to actually have a conversation with our customers. So that's truly been one of the things that, that drove us um, really from the get-go when, when Lisa, Jen, and I, you know, would sit down chatting about what was going on and we would be like, yeah, you know, I can't believe that we did this and, and look at all of this great, you know, all these great posts that this business got and, and you know, what did they do with them? And, you know, it would be missed opportunities. So um, that has fueled us and has fueled us continuously to this day. Yeah, I can, I can definitely imagine seeing that. And I think that's one of the parts that I, what I found to be so interesting because I was like, well, what better person to kind of help you and guide you than people that actually are, have been doing it. And, you know, so it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit different when you're kind of seeing it as like, Hey, we we're coming from the perspective of a foodie actually doing this stuff. Um, and we can actually, we actually have industry knowledge, but at the same time, we also, we've been doing it. So it, it just makes sense. Cause you're right. Um, as a small business, we, especially the mom and pop ones. Um, the one thing that we notice is that they wear every single hat and you, and, and, I, and as I've learned as well, just from talking to other people and just talking to people in general, um, when you feel uncomfortable or you feel a feel kind of like that, you build that automatic hurdle and then you just don't do it. Um, which is always kind of the tough part about it. So it makes total sense. So talking, so I'm just kind of curious, like what are some, what do you think are some underlying issues, trends that you're seeing, um, with like small businesses that when they come for your help, like, is there anything that you're kind of like, it's like a consistent, like every single time, um, that you're seeing or something that you're kind of like, Hey, like, I really wish businesses just did this or more of this. Uh, I think that can be answered a, a couple of different ways. Um, for sure, uh, I think you both have kind of touched on it on the um, when you're not comfortable with it or or in some cases because you're wearing all 12 hats and there's there and we get it. There are only so many hours in the day. So if you aren't prioritizing social media, it's really easy for that to be one of the things that just kind of falls to the wayside because maybe it's not right in front of you the same way a guest is or you cooking or preparing something is or, you know, the fire that you have to put out is. So one of one of the things that we certainly stress is you as a business owner want to stay top of mind. So in the same way that you're connecting with your guests in a way um, through conversations uh, and being able to interact with them, those interactions also are such a wonderfully organic and natural way for you to stay top of mind in a way that maybe um, you didn't have the opportunity for uh, to before, um, even when it comes to you know monetizing your social media. Um, so we would say for sure pri prioritizing it and also doing um, you incorporating some strategy. So that you're posting with intention, so that you aren't the person who, um, as you're getting ready for your pop up or as you're getting ready for dinner service, goes, "Oh, I gotta get something up," and you just throw something up there, and so then you are like, "Well, fine, great, I've got a post, I've got the post up, I, I yeah, but it didn't do well." And it's like, "Well, you know, what was your thought behind the post? Your thought yeah. behind the post was, I gotta get something up," and that's a lot of times, usually as far as it goes. So then you're, you're really missing that opportunity to put up something that's going to draw people in, that's going to connect you with your followers, with your audience, and, and maybe in some, kind, in some ways engage in ways that you hadn't even thought of. So, you know, pasta day was yesterday. So if you were an Italian restaurant and you weren't posting something about pasta day, my goodness, you know, what a missed opportunity. You've got Halloween coming up. So, you know, just being aware of those those holidays and those those interesting little social media things that are out there that people are going to be organically talking about online gives you that opportunity to just slot in there and have a very natural conversation the same way you would if that guest was actually sitting in your in your restaurant or your business. And we see a lot of disconnect um, with people who consider social media to be not social uh, and, and really kind of keep it out there because it's on a computer and you don't want to have to deal with it. Um, but it really ultimately is that connection between you and your guests or potential customers. The other thing that we see a lot is, um, you know, the not just not just the lack of 
um, really strategy in terms of, of kind of the big picture, you know, what are you doing? Not just, not just on social media, but digitally, what are you doing? What's your digital footprint? Um, so as a consumer and, and even with us as, as food writers, uh, one of the things that I, we would find oftentimes is we're searching information on a business and we go, you know, we type it in and we go to look them up and what comes up? you know, does Google My Business come up? Is the information accurate? You know, are the hours of operation accurate? How many times, you know, do you do you end up going to a place and find out, oh, they closed already, especially now in these times that we're living yeah. in, you know, where, where things are so fluid and, and always changing, you know, so hours of operation, you know, what, what are, what is your menu? You know, what are you, what, what are you serving? Is the menu posted up to date? You know, so a lot of times, even just that information as food writers, we're looking for, for information to be able to fact, you know, to include in an article um, and, and make sure that it's, that it's factually correct. Um, but as a consumer, if I'm looking for a place to eat and I'm, and I'm going, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to go on my phone, you know, and, and type into, into Google and, and search what's coming up. Um, so, so really looking at that footprint, looking at, you know, is your website up to date? Is your social media profile up to date? Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is location. You know, a lot of times, you know, on Instagram, you know, you, you find this great picture and you're like, oh my God, I want that. Where is it? And then I go onto the profile and, and there's no address. There's not even a city, you know? And then I find out, you know, I literally have to click and click and click to try to find out where this place is. And I find out that it's in, you know, New York. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, that didn't help me. Um, so, so you know, a lot of those, those little things, um, again, that, that sometimes get missed because it's not something that a business owner might be thinking about, um, that a consumer is thinking about. Um, that's that's the first thing that we do with any client is let's look at your digital footprint. Let's see what we can you know help you clean up um, right away, right off the bat, to make sure that your customers are able to find you. Um, you know, and and so uh, that when they find you, then the next step is are they going to be enticed to go visit you? You yeah. know, and then of course that brings up a whole other set of things. You know, are the photos appealing? You know, I mean, you know, you know, a, a photo is going to sell that sell that dish if it's if it's if you're drooling over it. Of course, you're going to want to know where it is. So you know, so then the next step becomes that. You know, what is the content? Is it visually appealing? Are the pictures really attractive? Is it showing uh, the experience, you know, what is it? Is it fine dining? Is it casual? Can I go in jeans? Do I have to dress up? You know, all of those things are things that a customer is going to look at when they are landing onto your social media page. And, uh, and, and that's, what's going to make a difference whether they choose you or, or keep on looking. Yeah. And these, oh, yeah. these days, especially, I mean, Amazon kind of trained us all to do your research online, look at a couple of different websites and, and, and try visually before you buy. So one of the things we always recommend is take a look and look at your digital uh, presence online to see what you're communicating. It might be outdated, especially if it's a, if a, a restaurant that's been around for a while. If you're a new business, everybody is going to be looking online first. The first thing they do is Google. So, you know, making sure that, that you've set up a Google My Business, claimed it is, is certainly the first thing we recommend for anybody that we speak to, whether you're little or whether you're big. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I think, do you get, and I could see a lot of people cause sometimes they, um, and I'm kind of curious your expert opinion on this. Cause like, I feel like sometimes people also are like, Oh my gosh, I have to be on, I have to be on Instagram. I have to be on TikTok. I have to be on this. I have to be on that Facebook. And like, do you recommend that? Like, cause, or like, or do you think it's like, Hey, figure out where you're, where, like what medium is best for you to be able to send your message and then focus on that? Like, what do you guys recommend when it comes to that? Cause I can see, I even as myself can feel overwhelmed and I kind of, I have somewhat of an idea of what I'm doing and I still feel overwhelmed sometimes because of that consistency of having to post all the time. So what do you recommend for something like that? For sure. Where are your customers located? Because as we've all seen, each social media channel has different demographics for associated with each one. But I think, um, and I'm sure Christina, we, we have a similar mindset on this, claiming your accounts on social media is different than posting 
three to five times a week on it. So get your social media accounts set up on every single channel, whether you like Twitter or you don't, you know, and then we like to make sure that they're exactly the same if possible. So that usually requires a little bit of finessing. So you want to have all of those channels up and see if those accounts are available uh, and make it easy to say and easy to see. So, you know, the, the periods and the underscores or the hyphens can be a little bit difficult. So be thinking about that type of thing. Um, remembering that your account name is a little bit different than what you can display. So um, for sure, because of the way that Google works now, you need to have your Google My Business up so that you populate through maps. That also flows through to Facebook. So your Facebook location page, you should for sure have have your Instagram set up. Those two are now integrated. So it's a lot easier to be posting on those. And because of the popularity with TikTok, um, it for sure would be wise to, to have that held if nothing else. So holding them and posting them are very different things. Uh, and then just remember that right now video is king. Um, so having some basic content up as a sprinkling, uh, salt and pepper as we call it is great, but there are certain flows uh, that, that happen. Um, so, you know, looking at your feed content is great, but making sure that you're posting on stories and reels uh, is going to be a little bit more beneficial to you right now if you're on Instagram. And that's content if you're going to the effort of creating video content that you then can repurpose and use on, on TikTok and also YouTube. I think you covered, you covered everything. Right? But, but I would add this, you know, I think that as social media has evolved, as these platforms have evolved, I mean, we certainly have seen, you know, the, the big catastrophe of earlier this month, you know, Facebook and Instagram being down, right? Um, you know, what a fiasco that day was. And, and also what a great wake up call for any businesses that are relying on those platforms to do business. I mean, I think a lot of people were, you know, we have seen people that use Facebook primarily more so than a website. And mm -hmm. again, I mean, you are trusting somebody else with your intellectual property if all you're doing is posting on those platforms. So they are great to use and they are great tools, but they should not be the end all be all. And I think that what happened you know, that day proved it. Um, and, and certainly one of the reasons why we think it's so important that businesses have their website set up properly up to date, um, you know, and that they're still doing kind of like, you know, the old traditional thing. I know a lot of people don't, you know, would, would think that websites are obsolete, but they're not, that is your own to keep and to maintain. So certainly um, it's important to use that. But also the other thing I wanted to bring up is, when it comes to these platforms, they now serve different purposes. So, and, and really understanding their purpose and like Lisa said, where your customers are um, is important. Now, Facebook is more of a, if you don't have a Facebook page, do you really exist as a business? You know, that's it's kind like of- like the white, the white you know, page. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of the litmus test, right? Like if you, if, if I go on Facebook and I can't find your Facebook page, I don't think you're in business. So that's the first thing. Now, whether you like Facebook or not, that's not what we're gonna discuss. Um, it's the fact of the matter that it has become that prevalent in terms of our society and in terms of, of what's on there. Um, and the same thing kind of goes with Instagram, especially if you're in a, you know, a restaurant or a hospitality business or um, a product-based business, you know, Instagram is a must. Um, you know, now whether you need Twitter, for example, you know, is subject to debate. Twitter is a very, um, is a very good platform if you have the time to be on it and answer in real time because Twitter is, is quick. So if you're not going to be able to respond, um, to somebody that, that tags you or that comments you, then, then you're, you're really wasting, you know, wasting the opportunity, but wasting time if you're not going to be able to do that. It doesn't mean that you don't post on it. You can post, you know, certain updates and things like that just to keep people up to date. 
but, but realize that you're not really going to get much from it if you're not actively using it. Um, you know, and TikTok now has, has proven to be just, just a, a force, um, you know, that, that many of us, myself included, fought <laughs> to, to jump on right away. Um, and, uh, and now, you know, we're realizing that there is true opportunity there if used properly. So like every platform, it has to be the right content for that platform in a way that is um, beneficial to your business and authentic to your business. So, you know, I, I can say what I've seen as far as TikTok is if you're going on there just to do the trends and what everybody else is doing without purpose and intention to your business, then you're just doing it for fun. And if you want to do it for fun, then do it. Have fun with it. But understand that that's not going to promote your business. Now, if you're going on there and you're repurposing a trend and you're using it to actually promote your business in a way that is authentic, then you can probably get some really good things out of it. Um, so, you know, like everything else, it's, it's really about what you're, you know, what you're putting out there and what you want to get out of that. Um, like Lisa said before, it's posting with intention. No, I, 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 agree, I agree with that. One, uh, one thing that I think is very difficult and sometimes everyone wants to go viral. Everyone wants that whole like, hey, only like so many people saw it. And I think that sometimes is can kind of become the difficult part of it when you're kind of doing that posting stuff and you're like, oh, well, I did I did this video and it didn't do anything. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's because the, the whole intention of the social media of like the Instagrams and the TikToks is that they want you to constantly post and constantly be on your on their site. Like they don't want them leaving. And that's like always the big thing I tell people. Like I even tell people like because I used to try to do the repurpose of like, oh, well, I'll just do this. It's bit like the videos, like even if you post the video on um, you know, on Facebook, they want you to post it on Facebook. They don't want you to provide a link of your YouTube into the Facebook. They want yeah. you post it on Facebook and you post it again on YouTube. I know it takes a few minutes, but it's well worth it because they want you to stay on their page. Um, and that's always kind of the difficult sometimes because sometimes you're just like, I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll just let it automatically feed into that. And then it's like it just doesn't, yeah. you know, and that and it just becomes it becomes difficult. And I get it. I, I understand those aspects of it. Um, I, you know, and even in my own world, I try to like it's very difficult trying to create like I sometimes will create content in batches um, to try to be able to do it and then have have it and then say, OK, well, now I'm going to post this because I mean, like and you girl and you ladies tell me a little bit like how. Um, I guess, what are some things that you notice um, when you look at someone's feed um, that kind of doesn't tell the story? I think sometimes people forget how to tell the story of their own brand. It's very easy to tell somebody else's story, but for some reason, it becomes very difficult for, I, and I'll put myself on there, us as individuals, it's easier for me to give advice to others than for me to follow my own advice, looking at my own stuff. So like, what is that? How does that work um, when you look at that? Like, what are some things that you maybe kind of can tell someone like, Hey, think of this or make sure you include this. Like what's some, what are some tips that you recommend? Um, I, I think to, to kind of harken back to, to what I said a little bit earlier, look at it with fresh eyes and maybe that requires you handing your phone over to somebody else and saying, Hey, what's the one thing that you're seeing here? Do you feel like this is, is representing where we are, especially if you're a small business owner? Um, you know, one of the things that Christina and I and all of us as, as, um, as enthusiasts of, of the new thing and, and delicious things is we want to know the story behind it. And it's often the thing that small business owners leave out. You know, how did you get there? Um, so it's, it's something that connects you in a way. It shows your authenticity and interest. And it's uh, it's it differentiates you from the other person who might be in the same silo as you so that, you know, it's why there, we have so many wonderful taco places and so many wonderful donut places in Orlando. They're all different. So uh, it's you're going to one at one time. And then when you feel like something a little bit different, you're going to the other one because you know their story and they've done a great job communicating that aside from the fact that the food is delicious. And then for sure, I think, especially with, with restaurants, looking at your Instagram feed, the way that a consumer does give yourself two swipes of yummy 
If you're not seeing something that looks yummy and fun and engaging and is, is giving the ambiance and experience of, of why people need to be coming out of their houses and not just going through a drive-through, then uh, you know, you're, you're really selling yourself short. Um, I, we think that traditionally all of those things have been done through print or once the guest arrives at your facility. Uh, and now what, what social media and digital media has done is broken that fourth wall so that people can get that experience, get a little bit of that FOMO and, and, and make them a little thirsty for getting what you have. So it's why every time you post something, I want to eat a sandwich. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I would add to that too is that to your point about going viral, um, and and uh, I think that we have seen, you know, there's so much emphasis that has been placed on numbers. There's so much emphasis that has been placed on how many followers, how many likes, you know, this went viral, that went viral, and and in the end, for a business, I mean, it's listen, it's phenomenal to get hundreds of thousands of views, millions of views. But in the end, how many of those people, if you're in Orlando, you want people in Orlando that can drive and go to your business to see that. So whether whether millions of people are seeing it around the world, it's wonderful for those, you know, for, for that 24 hour period. But in the end, how much of that is really going to translate into um, into business for you? So you as a business may not need that many eyes on you. <laughs> and, and I think a lot, of, a lot of businesses that have gone viral will tell you that sometimes it's a burden because it, it truly just kind of changes the emphasis and the, and the focus of what they're trying to do. Um, you know, so it's not, you know, so that's one thing that I, would, that I would always say that that's not really a necessary thing for a business. Um, it is important to connect with your actual customers. So getting your actual customers to follow you and to post about you and to engage with you online, that is much more impactful and much, much more beneficial. And if you have a thousand followers, but those thousand followers are people that actually support your restaurant or want to go visit you and maybe they haven't, then that's really what you want. Um, you know, the other thing that I would say that because I think Facebook and Instagram have changed a little bit because of the way that they feed um post out to you. So they are no longer really in the moment. Um, you're seeing, you're seeing posts and, and TikTok does this as well. I mean, it's, it's amazing, but you're seeing posts that were posted months ago. Um, so, so it's no longer in the moment for the moment. And, and so that also shifts the strategy in terms of how you post um, and, and think about the fact that these are now static um, you know, pieces of, of information that you can actually go and reference. So if it's almost like a, a menu board, you know, especially for a restaurant, if I go on Instagram and I go onto a restaurant feed and I see a yummy dish, I'm going to click on it and I want to know what it is. And is it still available? Is it still on the menu? And that might be a, a post that they did, you know, six months ago, but, you know, I'm seeing it. So, so the, the longevity of, of your posts has now changed and posting with that in mind will also help, you know, make sure that it's informative, make sure that if I click on it, that you're telling me, what is it? What is it called? What's in it? You know, is there is there a fun story behind it? You know, is it your grandmother's recipe? I mean, something that's going to entice me, that's going to make me remember, that's going to make me want to go um, visit. And also um, then marrying that with the in the moment for the moment. So so again, if you find that combination of those evergreen type posts that are going to sit there and have really good information. You know, if you have a happy hour, what's on your happy hour? What, what days, what times, you know, all of those things. Because again, if I'm looking for that information as a consumer, I want to be able to find it with one or two clicks, no more than that. Um, but then also then if you want to be in the moment for the moment, that's where stories come in. You know, that's where, you know, that's where Twitter comes in. You know, there, so there, there are those opportunities if you want to be in the now, 
um, take advantage of those social media holidays that people are talking about and kind of jump into that conversation, um, then that's the other side of social media. That's the social, social part of social media. And so there's a lot of different layers to it. And that's one of the things that we have a lot of fun with when we work with our clients, because we're looking at that big picture of how do we incorporate all of those elements of the evergreen versus the in the moment versus the fun and just, you know, be entertaining and be educational and provide that type of information that you can, you know, help people make a decision. And, and that's a lot. And we know it's a lot. And, and I, I, I think for sure you as a business owner, get your, dip your, dip your toes in, just start posting initially, because uh, we certainly have seen that there's that fear of, I don't want to say the right thing. And then that puts the wall up. So nobody ends up posting, put post, absolutely post. Uh, and then as you get in the habit of posting, then you get to use that higher level strategy. But for sure, please post. And when you do, and you post a delicious, yummy looking picture of something, be sure to say what's in it. And I think that especially us as foodies, all of us here, uh, you know, that's a tough thing. And it's especially a tough thing because of the many dietary practices and concerns and allergens that people have. And I think that restaurants are a little afraid sometimes because it's unsexy to, to list ingredients, but people need to know because if they see three or four dishes, if they see, uh, you know, in two swipes, oh, there's a fish thing, a vegetarian thing, a meat thing, there's a gluten-free thing. These are, the, it, you're answering questions. So you don't have to say gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, you know, over and over and over and over again. You're providing those answers by putting good content up there organically and authentically. And I think that in the beginning, especially one of the things that we recommend for people is to not do the daily special thing. As Christina just said, go ahead and put that up on stories if you have that bandwidth mm -hmm. and the time and energy to do that. But initially, Focus on your popular dishes and what you want to be known for. Here's, you know, the wonderful dish. Here's the things that's award winning. Here's our fresh and seasonal menu that's here for the next couple of months. So that as people are discovering you, they're actually getting a good indication of what they can come in and experience. And that's a whole nother thing. Don't make your dishes so perfect that that dish is never going to hit your customer's plate. So if you're using beautifully stylized corporate photography, you know, it's, that's wonderful for your website. But for your social media, people want to see what they're actually going to get. And if that dish styled and shot the way that it is, is something that they are never going to see, you have set yourself up not for success, you have set an expectation with your guests that is never going to be met and, and often will bump you down a star in their rating and maybe even discourage them from visiting in the future. Yeah, it's, that makes total sense. That that makes total sense when it comes to that. Because I can, you know, everyone sees the Burger King commercials or the fast food commercials <laughs> where those things look so amazing. And then you go and you're like, this is what this is not what I saw. <laughs> Uh, you know, and like they get, of course they give those places the, the, the pass, but for a mom and pop place, they're like, that's not what I ordered. And I'm like, it doesn't look anything like that. So yeah. I totally, uh, I totally get that. What, um, so we'll go with a few little things, a few tips and tricks, uh, and we'll kind of do it with layers. But the first one I want to kind of go with, just because you mentioned about profiles and missing things, are there certain things that you notice that small businesses maybe are missing out on their profiles um, you know, obviously you, you hit on one of them, which is like, if you're a restaurant or a, an establishment putting in your hours on those profiles, but is there anything else that you think would, that is helpful for, for a small business to be able to put on a profile rather than, I don't know, like in my world, like I, I just, instead of me just putting like, I make sandwich shirts, like, is there, you know what I mean? Like there's gotta be more to it, something sexy that kind of adds to it, but you also have a limited amount of space. So like, what are some tips and tricks that you recommend? Uh, I think I think Christina hit on on some some good points earlier, and that's you know making sure your address is correct. And when you're initially populating 
your uh, social media profiles, making sure that that address is 100% the same across all of your channels. So that means if you're abbreviating circle or drive, it's always abbreviated the same way if you're putting the period there, if you're doing this. And the reason why you do that, obviously, is, is so that there's never a problem between Google interfacing, with Facebook interfacing with your Instagram profile. There's never a question. There's never a way for um, a user to then populate a secondary location because drive was spelt out or sweet was left out. Um, so definitely that, um, your hours of operation, of course. And, and, and for sure, what are you known for? You know, and here in Orlando, um, you know, put what district you're in. I mean, if you're in the milk district, put the milk district. People know what that is. That, that gives them there. If you're in East End Market, include that you're in East End Market. People know that. Um, so, so that for sure would be something that we would recommend. If you have a happy hour, dine in, take out. If there's delivery, again, because of the times that we live in, uh, businesses have shifted significantly. So if you want people to order from a specific place because you found that that works for you and your operations and your, your logistics flow internally, direct them there. So um, maybe you have an online order interface that works with your POS and you want people ordering from there instead of Uber Eats directly, uh, direct them there. These are the things that people need to know. Dine-in, carry-out, curbside. You know, it might seem like it's um, rudimentary, but it's, it's the information that a person who's discovering your business needs to know. The, the other thing is your website, you know, making sure that there is a link that is going to take them to where they can get more information. And that, you know, usually should be your website. So making sure that that's populated um, is important. And, um, and, and really, and you, know, you mentioned it in your case, uh, for example, I mean, the fact that they're, they're ordering online, you know, I think that's, that's a key component. You know, wh what do you sell? You know, what are you known for? What is it that you want people to be coming to you for um, and how to get it? You know, and so, and so if it's, if it's clicking on your website, it's clicking on your website. If it's, if it's visiting you, then where are you? What's your location? Um, but, but those things should be apparent right off the bat when they, when they click onto your profile, I should immediately at first glance know exactly what kind of, of service you're offering and how I can get it. What do you, what are your thoughts? And I was just kind of thinking about this. What are your thoughts on, um, cause obviously you're given only a small amount of space. What are your thoughts on like link trees and things like that? Like, do you think, do you like those ideas where they're able to provide like one, but then they, when you click on that, it gives you a variety of other options. What are your thoughts on that? I, I would say it depends on the business that you're in. If you are a restaurant, you should be going to your restaurant website or location page. And from there, the online ordering component, if that's where you're directing people to, should be front and center. Because you'd never want to give anyone the opportunity to click away in frustration. And you know that that's a two-second thing. If it's not there, if your page speed isn't loading quickly, it's just done and you're off to the next. You're just going somewhere else. So for sure, uh, it would be that if you're if you're in a different type of, of business and I see a lot of makers that will use uh, link trees so that they can have their Etsy shot or may, maybe their um, seasonal special and then maybe some media features. That certainly is a is a, a nice um, interface because, again, it's quick. So if you're a person who just wants to scroll through and see more stuff, you know where to go for that. If you're a person who's looking to order right now, you know where to go for that. Um, but definitely that's kind of more of the cottage uh, industry maker community uh, or, you know, or a, a blogger or publication, that type of thing. Yeah. I mean, if you have, if you're a business that has a lot of different calls to action, then yes. But if you just want people to go order <laughs> or, or look at your menu in order, then, then keep it simple and keep it to that. Yeah. I think that sometimes what happens is we, um, we tend to um, you want to do so many things and you want to put it all out there. And then at the end of the day, you have to almost stop and tell yourself, what is it that I want them to do? And if it's exactly. like, I want, I want them to shop, then, then you better have that link where it says what it is, you know, the give, give them your.com to go shop at or your Etsy or whatever it is that you're giving them have them go and shop at your, uh, at your site. I totally, uh, I totally agree with that. I was always kind of curious cause I, I, I've played around with trying to do one of those and I just haven't. And I'm just kind of like, mm, I'm like, 
there's other ways around it. I'm like, I'd rather have them go to my website because I made the mistake. And I'll be honest with you. I made the mistake in the beginning um, where my my website was I loved my website, but it was the same thing for many years. And one of the things that the things that I decided to change on was um, I, I told myself, I'm like, well, what am I doing? I'm like, it, it, it's like a blog, but no one knows to shop like the call to action is really like the close. And, uh, and I, and I don't know why, but I just took, it was like one of those things, like, once again, I, I was a marketing guy. Like I, I kind of, and, and I'm a perfect example of it where I ended up finally switching to like a Shopify site, um, just because I was like, okay, let's do this. And I made my domain just that. So when you automatically go, yeah, there's a blog aspect to my site now, but the main thing is I want people to shop. I want people to see my product. I want people to start buying. Um, if they want to look at the blog post then fantastic, but, um, but at the end of the day, that's really what it's supposed to be and that's kind of what the thought process should be is like what am i where do, where am i trying to go and what's my call of action to do it and at the same time what's my message without it being constantly like buy 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 my stuff like tell your story is Absolutely. really the you know when it comes to it what um so a few things um obviously because I, I don't want to take up too much of my lunch break or too much of your lunch break um during this so one of the things that i was kind of curious about is what are some, some, you know, about some currently in business, like what are some things that you've noticed or some tips and tricks that you've maybe have told um, new businesses when they're starting out? Um, obviously not in the social, but just like what advice would you give someone who's like starting out in small, a small business, not knowing where, like what kind of, you know, how to start or what to do? What um and obviously we've already talked about the main areas of like profiles and stuff like that, but what are some things that you you guys kind of, would have learned through the process that you kind of think are very helpful for small businesses? I would, I'll, I'll say this. Um, there, there's a building blocks and, and it's not about, you know, rushing out of the gate and having everything, you know, you, you don't need to have everything perfect and everything set up and everything ready right out of the gate. But you do need to think about it in terms of steps and building blocks. And so, you know, and so the first thing that we always start with is let's first make sure that we know who you are. What's your story? What are you selling? What do you want people to do? Um, you know, getting all of that information in place um, and really kind of thinking about that, because, again, you know, it's easy to kind of get sidetracked and, and all of a sudden you want to do so many things and you have so many ideas, especially as creative, uh, you know, people, you know, you want to do so many things and that can get confusing for a customer um, to really understand who you are and why they should be supporting you. Um, so that would be the first thing. And then and then having your website having that place that kind of shows who you are and how I can, how I can support you, how I can buy from you. Um, and then again, just, you know, building your social media pages, building your, you know, building all of those components, you know, then, then moving on to media and, you know, we haven't really even touched on influencer marketing, but that's a, a big, big component is how do you get the word out? Once you have all these things, how do you get the word out? Um, but again, those are all building blocks. You can't right out of the gate say, I want to get media to come and visit me. I want to get influencers to come and visit me. If you don't have a website, social media pages, you know, everything set up. So, so we always kind of go through that process and help, help businesses, you know, make sure that they're um, building uh, that platform and then they can add to it. And then as they go along, they can build more and more and more. I would definitely say it's like roots, roots to a tree. Uh, you've got so many different directions you can splinter out depending on what you want to focus on. And the first thing we um, always sit down with people is to figure out what their POV, their point of view is and what they think uh, the, the points are that need to be communicated. And then it's interesting sometimes because what they feel the message is pushing outbound is not necessarily always what's being communicated. So um, it might just be a couple of tweaks with nuance, but it really is kind of, of hammering down those finer points. Also, Christina and I have operational and logistics backgrounds in on top of marketing. And um, no, that is not terribly sexy. Uh, but um, communicating your message is one thing. Being able to deliver the product is an entirely different thing. And sometimes, um, especially again in the times that we're living in, uh, things aren't always available. 
uh, and, and being able to figure out um, the staffing component, the menu component, what you're going to be able to execute, if it's going to execute well, if it's something that dine-in works, if it's something that takeout works. So, I mean, they're really um, beyond social media. There's a lot of operational and logistics things um, because of our backgrounds that we handle uh, and address before we get into the actual social media end of things, just because it's good business. So we look at things from a really kind of a whole business development standpoint, work on that, then work on the, the marketing messaging of that. And then from there, go to social media, because really social media is the, um, is really the, uh, as you're driving down the roads and seeing your signs, you're, you're driving ultimately to the website. So it's great to have those billboards on social media to entice you and to get your attention. Uh, but we're trying to get everybody onto the website. We're trying to get everybody so that they're aware of your business. And we're trying to engage in a way that reflects what the business actually is doing. And um, to your point about viral, um, if, if that's not the, the, the type of business, um, uh, the type of service that you have, um, it, it really doesn't matter um, the eyes in the viral sense that hit on you because you want the people who are half a mile away and five miles away uh, or the people who really, really love your particular product type to discover you and walk through your door and or click on your website and, and visit you and purchase your product. So one thing that I, I saw on your on your Facebook and, and obviously I do appreciate the fact because of what you guys offer and one of the I saw a few things one I saw that you ladies do offer you know free um, you know like a twenty minute free uh, social media consultations um, as well as also a more extensive obviously for a fee um, sit down marketing strategy communications which I love because you deal with so many different size size brands and businesses that you work with. Um, and I just thought it was something that I, I, I like being able to see that because you're right. It's good to get a different perspective other than yours, because um, when you're doing it constantly, you, you, you're, you can't, you see the same thing. You don't look at it with fresh eyes. That's why it's always easier. Like I jokingly say, it's always easier to give advice to someone else um, on their own, on their business, because you're seeing it from a totally different perspective. So it's like easy, like, Oh yeah, why don't you just do this? And then like, when I sometimes will talk to you, the two of you, and you'll be like, well, why aren't you doing this? And I was like, Oh, I, I had no, I had no idea. I didn't even think about that um, because that's kind of how it works. So it's nice to have, um, your perspective to be able to to be able to kind of see that, um, and I and I definitely think it's uh, it's great. Um, one of the things that I've I've I know I asked I, I was when we were chatting back and forth I had asked, um, do you guys see? Like obviously we you guys have, you have touched many different points. So I but I don't want you to have to like obviously beat the dead horse type of thing. So my question is, have you got do is there really a trend like is it pretty much like if you were to look at a small business like a starting like a company starting then seeing someone who's been doing it for you know a little bit of time and then someone who's been doing it for a long time have you do you consistently see usually the same issues or the same things when you start working with them or or in time do you notice like some companies are like hey they're just lacking this versus lacking others you know is it like i'm just kind of curious if there's you know because obviously you're dealing with it on a day-to-day -day, so i'm just kind of curious if like if you were to give tips and advice to someone um and obviously like you know usually you can give one set and it kind of covers everything but do you notice or have you seen something like that where it changes based on the different level of where the people is on their journey of their business I mean, I think it, it definitely comes down to nuance and how long the, the people have been in business, what their background is and what their comfort level is. Uh, because, you know, if you were a business that started up 10 years ago, all I had to do was put up a Facebook page and then you were like, done. You know, it was like, whereas whereas um, it's really social media has has um, evolved and changed in a way where uh, people who use the free platforms uh, feel that sometimes just posting a picture or posting a, hey, we're open, it's a build it, they will come type scenario. And as you know, from 
from being involved in, in the digital medium in the last 10 years. I mean, it changes from, from you know, month to month, from quarter to quarter, and from platform to platform. Um, so for sure, um, be keeping up to date with where your customers are, if all of your customers are on Facebook, then keeping up to date with what's happening on Facebook would definitely uh, be advisable, likewise for the other channels. Um, and and uh, there's no one size fits all. Uh, if, if, if there were, it would be easy. Uh, but for sure, um, one thing that I would say uh, has changed in the last five years that, that um, a lot of businesses are not taking advantage of is Google My Business. Uh, and the fact that that really has become its own thing. So a lot of people, when you say Google My Business, they think that that's just, you know, when you're in there typing, uh, you know, in the search bar and there pops up Google. But what we're actually talking about is the Google My Business console, which is the inset that pops up with your business. And businesses actually have to go in and claim that. Can uh, I interrupt first? Can I ask a question on that? Is that sure. only for locations that are permanent or is that also on a digital, like let's say you are like a, an online store. Can you claim that as an online store as well? You can claim it. You just have to go through a verification process. Uh, and Google will still want to have some type of a home base address to associate with you that won't necessarily that won't be published. But and, and then de depending on uh, what category you fall in, there's different criteria that you have to meet. Um, but it's it's definitely for um, any brick and mortar restaurant or business. Uh, for sure, something that, that should be happening because that integrates into um, social media. It has uh, a whole uh, review site that people are using. In some cases, more, more than TripAdvisor and more than Yelp, which some people aren't even aware of. Um, so if you're not addressing those situations, you should be. You have the ability to post there as you do on social media. You have uh, the ability to post hero images for that particular business. It links into Google Maps for navigation. Uh, you can link your own website there, which you should absolutely do. And then if you're on online order platforms, that type of thing, you can integrate all of that as well. So it kind of becomes a hub for the business on Google. And even better, once you have done that and you've optimized it, Google likes you better. So it then prioritizes you because you're a trusted authority. One thing I would say is that there is no exact, I mean, every client that we have is completely different. They might, they might be similar in that they might be in the same space, but they are different. And so, and so there is no, um, here's the answer and here's, here's the, 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 uh, the roadmap. Yeah, you know, and and so that's one of the things we really love. Um, and and you brought up. Thank you for for mentioning that. We we you brought up uh, our consultations, but we really enjoy that because we enjoy being able to um, do just that kind of you know pop online, take a look at the digital footprint of a business, and then be be able to give them some recommendations with a fresh set of eyes. Um, we're always obviously we're looking at things from a very unique perspective because we we're looking at it as consumers because we are consumers um, first and foremost we're looking at it as bloggers and 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 food writers we're looking at it as marketers um, so we're looking at it from from all sorts of perspectives but in the end I mean it's really about what is your customer seeing or not seeing that's going to encourage them or not to um, to to patronize your business and um, and then from there, we love being able to brainstorm, you know, and, and we have many clients where we do a lot of that. Um, and then we get, kind of give them, give them some guidelines and give them, you know, strategies, give them calendars, some, you know, with some, we might create their strategy and their calendars and, and they do the posting themselves and they do, um, you know, a lot of the things themselves that might fit better for their budget. So, um, so in, in some cases, we're just basically helping brainstorm with them what they should be focusing on, what they should be posting on, what's going on that month that they should be taking advantage of. You know, maybe it's a local event. I mean, obviously the holidays are coming up. So that's, you know, a, a big component right now that we're working on and that we're thinking about, you know, holiday guides are, are coming out in different publications. So making sure that you're getting information out to media um, to be included in those things is, is something right now that every business uh, should be thinking about. 
Um, you know, so yeah, so every business is different and, and we enjoy that aspect of, of truly coming up with a strategy that is unique for that business. No, I, I, uh, yeah, I can only imagine like how every single one is different, um, when you're, when you get a new client and, and obviously some are probably way better or more savvy than others. So that's sometimes a little bit easier than other, than other clients. So I totally, uh, I totally can get that. Can you do me a favor and tell, tell folks where they can follow you the business site, but also on your own websites? Uh, okay. I'll go. <laughs> um, so fig digital media at fig digital media on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram. And our website is figdigitalmedia.com. And then personally, GoEpicurista, at GoEpicurista on all of the social platforms and um, online. And Lisa? I am Taste Cook Sip on social media, all of the socials as well. And I'm also tastecooksip.com. Yes, all the socials. Definitely make sure you uh, you hit them all up and visit them. Thank you, thank you both so much. Um, I've known you guys for so long, and mostly because of the fact that we have a love for food. So obviously, I followed you, uh, and then you guys would come to my events, and we would eat sandwiches, and and obviously, um, that's one of the things that we have in common, which is part of that community, um, which I think is so important when it comes to just building when you're building anything um, is building a community and a tribe of people that, you know, you have something in common with that you're all kind of for this, the good, the greater good or the greater purpose. Um, so I, that's one of the main reasons why I want, I thought you guys would be wonderful guest for me uh, and to, to have other people share because I really do think and my goal my intention is to inspire them and to help them um, to be able to start something or at least you know if they have started something to kind of get better at it and uh, and what you the two of you I mean it's very inspiring what the two of you have created and done because you guys have amazing websites you know with tastecooksip.com and with you know goepicurista.com both of those are, are really just i mean i mean i i'm always amazed to see where you guys where where it has taken you um based on the hard work and content you guys have created so um i thank you very much both of you for for that um and in for you so everyone knows that's our show for today so thank you so much to lisa and to christina for uh for being on with me and having lunch with me um as as well as also obviously de definitely check out fig digital media like i mentioned before go visit them on the social on all forms of social definitely you can do anything from you know get a good example of what it's supposed to do for social media what you're supposed to be doing um and whether it's instagram TikTok, you know facebook all of those definitely take a look and, and take a page from them um definitely take them as a resource i definitely would recommend um going the route of either just kind of even having a free the doing the free social media consultation maybe even having a conversation with them um i think they're a great resource to be able to have that even if you don't use them kind of use take their words of advice i think that's like a, a lot of the things that a lot of you need to hear i need to hear it myself that's why I, one of the reasons why i wanted to have them on um so definitely um you know do that if you enjoyed the show make sure to subscribe um you know you can put the stars you can do whatever you want with it tell your friends man spread it like pb and j spread the word um if you want to support me check out my brand deli fresh threads um do some shopping and obviously tell everybody uh, but till next time keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion thank you so much guys.